this is Tiffany Montgomery, the editor of Shop Eat Surf. When I decided to revive our podcast series, one of the first people I wanted to talk to is Ryan Hitzel, the CEO of Rourke. Ryan often thinks about the big picture, and during these unprecedented times, I thought it would be good to get his take on the current situation. I asked him about how he thinks the coronavirus crisis will impact the world and the industry. And since travel is a big part of Rourke's brand, we also asked Ryan about how Rourke was pivoting and also about how he sees industry marketing evolving in the future. Now, here is our conversation with Ryan. Okay, so I'm on the phone with Ryan Hitzel, the CEO of Rourke and the co-founder as well. Thanks for talking to me. No worries. How are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, you know, I have a job. I feel lucky. How about you? (laughs) Uh, About the same. Um, Yep, have a job and... We're powering over here, so doing pretty good considering everything's going on. I know. I can't help but think, like, you know, of the SEMA Awards and your guys' big night, and it's like Men's Brand of the Year. You gave that great speech, and then it's like the next day, the world changed. Yeah, it's like it's the night that never happened. Oh, it's so weird. How do you feel about all that? uh, You know what? It, It is what it is. I think it's it's real for us and. Um, you know, definitely after participating in SEMA Awards for five, six years now and um, sort of shooting at that one for the last couple of years, it, it felt good, you know, just for us to have that moment. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it probably didn't work in our favor for the world to change the next day, but, um, but we'll take it. You know, I mean, there's definitely some momentum that uh, has come our way leading up to it and, and, and sort of nabbing it. So we've had some good conversations with retailers since and uh, it is it is pretty surreal. We did have a, a kind of wild night that night, and so I do question whether it even happened or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you went out with a bang, right? I mean, before the world got too crazy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me. I love um, talking to you about sort of big picture stuff. So I, when I wanted to talk to someone and sort of revive our podcast, I thought of you and and sort of you know I consider you a thinker. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that's good or bad, I, by the way. I think it's good, personally. <laughs> I like talking to intelligent people but um, who think about things. But, like, like I'm just curious, like, how are you processing all this? Like, what do you, what do you think this means going forward yeah. for sort of, like, the world in general? Yeah. Well, it's hard. You know, you look at it, there's, there's sort of different levels, right? You have, like, the macro level, which is the globe and you know, you work your way all the way back to like the family and community and industry and, and the nation, et cetera. And, um, so I don't know, it feels sort of like it, it has some positive impacts in places and definitely some, some negative ones in others. Um, I mean, I don't think, I think if you look at the world, um, it's definitely nothing but negative. Um, when I look out there, I've sort of just, I've just seen nothing but discord and division um, when you look at it globally, a lot of like finger pointing and, and, and countries that were sort of on this like nationalist sort of um, this race back to nationalism that it almost seems like it's kind of sped it up. And I think sometimes with that, you see just more division. So I think on a, on a global level, um, just, just the way societies are working, I think it's a bummer. I think, you know, we'd made so much progress as a globe connecting and, and understanding each other and a lot of that through technology, et cetera. Um, but I do see a little bit of a breakdown there that's, that's concerning um, and sort of playing itself out in the news in a lot of ways. And, you know, I think we're also just also consumed with our worlds, you know, be it, you know, a small world within your household or, 
you know, your economic world, et cetera. So it's sort of tuning, tuning out the rest of the world because we have our own sort of issues to, to deal with. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think on a global scale, there's just sort of nothing but negativity that I'm seeing and it sucks. Yeah, that's, that's true. You, you think that like, you know, like almost like within your family, you know, you kind of pull together and maybe in your community, um, you sort of pull together to, um, you know, sort of get to the same place. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's positive, right. On the other side of things. Um, but, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see whether we can kind of get back to more global harmony or if we're sort of going to separate here for a little bit. Interesting. And what do you think it means for the industry? Like how, what do you, do you think there'll be far reaching impacts? Do you think this is a blip? What do you think? Well, I mean, I think the one thing that it's for certain, it was sort of like, I think it was very clear to us almost overnight. If you go back to, I think it was like March 13th, March 14th, that anything that you thought was going to happen in the next three to five years um, had just, uh, the event had triggered the acceleration of those events to today, tomorrow, um, not a year from now, not a three years from now, not your five years from now. Um, and a lot of that's the obvious stuff um, that we, we all talk about when it comes to consumer and shopping and overall experience. Um, but I mean, I think it just, yeah, that was, that was a radical part. It was like, we woke up and it was like, Oh, oh my God, like everything that we thought was kind of, you know, going to happen down the line is like here and uh, we better be prepared for it, you know? So, so, so what does that mean? Well, I, I mean, if you ask me, I, I think it's oddly probably positive in a lot of ways. I think there's, we're getting ready to go through sort of a, a long-term struggle of a, a lot of, um, and, and I think when you say industry, I mean, obviously we talk about the surf, surf industry, action sports industry, but also just the fashion industry in general. There was going to be a period of, of really slogging it out with, you know, big retailers like the JCPenney's going bankrupt and, um, and a lot of others that were sort of um, on the way. Um, you know, with the gap, you saw what happened there really quickly. So a lot of that was sort of like poised to happen over three to five years, and, and now you're seeing it really happen overnight. And obviously that changed the, starts to change the dynamics in malls and all of these kind of antiquated distribution points that we'd, we'd all been worried about. Um, but I think in a lot of ways it sort of just ripped the Band-Aid off um, and you may see all of that just happen sooner, which, which ultimately, although it's painful for, for people and companies and, um, and, and the industry in general, I think if you look at it a little bit longer term, it's probably the healthier um, sort of exit or transition rather into whatever the future is. Right, instead of just dragging it on, which some of these, like JCPenney, I'm like, haven't they been on the brink for years and years and years and years? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So how that trans tr translates directly to our industry, I think, you know, we'll see. But um, but it, it certainly, you know, starts to affect a lot of the distribution points for us. Right. So then that means you guys have to pivot a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, sort of lucky for us, we were already on that pivot. You know, we're about a year and a half into, you know, what we call kind of like a true omni-channel strategy. Um, and so when this happened for us, it was kind of like, well, we're already sort of poised um, and going down this road. So maybe it speeds it up a little bit, but you know, as far as the, the way we're thinking about our distribution and the way we think in really a consumer centric way, not a consumer direct way, but a consumer centric way um, we were sort of there um, or at least, you know, on that road. And so from that point of view, it, 
it really wasn't scary for us. It was almost kind of like, okay, cool. Let's, let's actually just go a little bit harder and faster what we're already doing. We don't really have to change anything strategically. Nice. And now are your stores back open? Uh, they're sort of getting there. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego was a little bit quicker to, to get open. Um, a little more relaxed down there. Um, Berkeley's open, but the Bay area in general is still pretty locked down. So they're, um, Berkeley follows San Francisco guidelines. And, um, so even a curbside pickup there is much different than a curbside pickup, you know, was in Costa Mesa, hmm. uh, three weeks ago. So it's open, but, um, you know, it's more just for kind of community outreach and, um, and, uh, LA is kind of similar, you know, it's just, it's not quite there. I think when you get into bigger cities, um, uh, the dynamic is different. And, um, you know, Ryan Siriani, uh, my partner and, um, co-founder, he lives up in Sausalito in the Bay Area. So he's like on the front line of it and he's been down here and just kind of trips out on how loose it is because it's been so much more strict as far as guidelines goes. Um, so yeah, I think it's just it's just different in LA and, and Berkeley, but we have another store that's um getting ready to open July first in San Francisco. So that one's um on pace and um you know, it looks like that one will probably open up with um at, at a minimum curbside, but I think probably, you know, allowing a certain amount of people in the store. So we'll see. Yeah, it's an evolving landscape, that's for sure. Yeah. And what about travel? Because your guys' whole brand is based on travel, right? And these trips you take. So how how mm. has that impacted you? And how are you thinking about travel going forward? Just you know, overall. Yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about it a ton. Um, I mean, we like to think of Rourke as more adventure lifestyle. Um, if you think about it that way, travel is a component. Travel is kind of how you get to your adventure, and sometimes part of it. But um, you know, as far as what we do, it's probably changed it a little bit. I think. You know, obviously, when you look at travel, um, as of today, people are traveling. They're just traveling um, shorter distances, um, in some cases, just the backyard. So I think, obviously, like travel to Asia is going to be restricted for a long time. Um, travel to, you know, even to Europe, it's probably going to be pushed back a bit. Um, although I think you can you can get to these places now. You just got to quarantine. So as far as, like, vacations go and, and planning sort of adventure planning. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a slow walk back to, um, to where we were, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we all, most of us dream of, of adventures at the end of the day and aren't able to go, um, you know, more than once a year or maybe not even once a year. So I think the, the premise of adventurism, you know, still lives and, um, and super inspiring, um, to most people. But I think a lot of us have just been pushed to do it, doing that in the backyard, which I think is um, just as gratifying. So maybe a little bit less exotic, but um, there's still a lot to be had. Yeah. So did you guys like pivot upcoming seasons storylines based on the travel restrictions? Um, nothing that was already in the works. Um, you know, so we were working on um, a trip to Morocco that to change kind of how we scouted it and um, how we're, we're producing content for it. But as far as the release of it next spring, it's uh, moving forward. Um, the trip after that was a trip to the Aleutian Islands for fall next year, season three. Um, or sorry, not next year. Um, this year, so this fall. So that that's actually staying the same. And that's sort of a domestic trip. Um, Aleutian Islands are pretty exotic, but... You know, there's the story of America in there, so we, we sort of kept that intact. Um, but as we sort of get into the following year, um, yeah, we have kind of changed the way we think about it a little bit. Um, and, um, 
we do think there's kind of a cool story to tell in America. And we think that manufacturing in America, um, is a good thing and probably becomes a better, better thing as uh, time moves on here. So that would be the, um, probably the one change was, was looking at, you know, our adventurism from the perspective of, from an American perspective and what we have in our backyard and, and how we could even tie manufacturing into it. So that's going to be super, super exciting. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. 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 And on the marketing front, how do you think things will change just overall? Yeah. Like I said, I think it's, I think it's similar to just to that that fast forwarding of what what you thought was going to happen three to five years from now happening today. So, um, I think it's just about the consumer experience. I think we all sort of saw what Vans did with the Pentecostal release and sending the pizzas out. And I just, you know, that's a great example of how we're going to market. Like you, you may not be able to have big, you know, 5,000 people premieres anytime soon. So how can you think about the consumer and what they need, um, and sort of give it to them and, and feed the marketing, but in a way that um, is surprising and, and enriching and um, something that they can, you know, I guess experience in their in their own way and not have to actually go somewhere and participate. Um, the walls are sort of broken down. So did you, did you see that Vans launch? It was pretty rad. No, I just, I mean, I saw just a little bit of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah, it was a great movie, but just the way they set it up. And I'm not sure if that was a big pivot based on the times or if they'd been thinking about it. But um, regardless, um, you know, when you have a, a big movie with, you know, 15, 20 pro surfers in it and all this money invested and you can't have a premiere, um, you know, what do you do? So I think they ended up sending thousands of pizzas out um, with branding on them and getting everybody kind of ready to view it at a certain time altogether. You know, the pizza and maybe a beer. And, uh, if, uh, you know, I didn't get a pizza, but I did watch it. And um, I, wasn't on, I wasn't on the list, but um, but I saw everybody that did. And it was just an awesome way to sort of galvanize a bunch of people that are sitting at home um, and make them feel together. So um, I think it's more of that. I think, like, you know, when you think of media and and brands sort of as media, like that was already starting to happen. And I think it's just more so. I think it, it just you know, the breaking down of the wall between the brand and the consumer. Um, I just think there's another hole in that wall, you know. So whether you think of, you know, media partners in the past of being that sort of that wall, the, the gatekeeper to the consumer, um, or even some retail is sort of a gatekeeper to the consumer, I think those walls have sort of broken down a little bit. And, and that by, by no means means that they're going to, that wall will be gone. I think there's a there's a reason for both and it just becomes more strategic, you know? Right. Right. That's interesting. And I noticed on the, you guys seem like you were early on the Instagram live interviews, like mm-hmm. with, is it couch side chats? Yeah. The couch side chats. Yeah. Yeah. That, how has that gone? It's been cool. It's been, it's been really, you know, again, just rad to, to be able to connect with um, our fans and people that are fans of our ambassadors and, um, you know, I think it was by necessity, right? So I think it was like, I think our first one was like maybe March 20th or something that I kicked off and uh, participation was super high. And, um, you know, you just get to, you get to have conversations with people. Like literally you're there with, you know, I think we were, you know, you get a thousand, couple thousand people engaged in it and you get hundreds and hundreds of questions. And, you know, for me, it's cool because you get to talk to people that remember, you know, past journeys and, and trips that I was a part of. And they're asking like in-depth questions about old photos or old zines. And 
you get to kind of recount that. And, you know, that's, you know, that's a, I think in the past that was kind of a challenge to have that connection. Um, and if you can have that, um, you know, like I was saying with what Vans did and actually be like serving, you know, community and, um, not only giving them something to do, but just something to engage in and, and, um, sort of be optimistic about, I think that's what we kind of pulled from it. And I think we've done like 10 of them now, um, you know, with our ambassadors, mostly we're going to have Chad Nelson from Surfrider on, um, in like a week and talk about, you know, travel and, um, environmentalism, you know, on the road and what you can do. So it's sort of kind of taken a life of its own and, um, trying to really listen to the people and, and hear about what they want to, you know, what they're interested in and what they want to talk about and try and get more and more people on to participate. Maybe even people that aren't uh, part of the brand, like with, with Chad. So, um, yeah, again, just like sort of born out of necessity, but I think that's another example of just, you know, like the new normal, right? Right. Yeah. Good for you guys. Um, what about personally? Has this changed your outlook on anything? Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think all of us that have families, it's really, you know, drawn us closer. And, you know, we were just chatting a little bit before we got online here about work schedules and where I've been. And, you know, I've spent some time definitely at the office, but um, it's sort of separated, uh, work life and, and family life a bit in a really positive way for me. And so it's definitely drawn us closer and, um, you know, we're, we're building stuff. We've sort of optimized our house and, you know, we have a, a, a cool little setup in Laguna and has definitely made us appreciate, you know, not only the house, but the community and the hills and the canyons. And I grew up in Laguna, so I've, I've learned, you know, a ton over the last three months that I didn't even know, um, just new trails and, going out with the kids and bird watching and building garden boxes and uh, a lot of stuff that's just, um, it's been awesome. So, I mean, I think that's probably pretty, pretty consistent with most families that I've talked to. Um, just that, that reconnection with wherever you live and, and just with each other. Um, but I don't know, I've, I've sort of even looked at like long-term plans differently and like, you know, what do we want to do? Where do we want to be? Um, and sort of, I don't know, just reassessing, you know, what's important. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I have any finality in, in where I want to be and if it's super different than where I thought, but, um, definitely contemplated, you know, some bigger, bigger things and some bigger life changes for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. And what about for the industry? Do you see, how do you see this year shaking out? I'm pretty bullish. You know, I think there's been a lot of optimism. I think optimism is great and we all have to sort of try and look at it and, and, and try and, you know, glean the, glean the cube a little bit, um, and, and, and find positivity. But I don't know. I look at the, I look at the numbers, I look at un unemployment and I look at the bankruptcies and I look at, you know, how, to, how we had to even handle, you know, our budget for the year, reassessing our growth. And, you know, luckily for us, we're growing a ton. So us coming back significantly, um, doesn't have us going backwards necessarily, but just not growing as much as we thought. Um, but I think if you add all that up and go, look, we, we have 30% unemployment and a lot of people are saying like, maybe by December we'll be down to 10 best case scenario. That's just a lot of people not making money. And, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that sort of the government subsidies, at least that the first round, um, of PPP and, you know, all the, the tax refunds and, and the money that we got back from the government, um, you know, it sort of dries up after three months. Right. So. I don't think it's uh, any coincidence that our government has us kind of reentering society and opening all the stores back up. Um, 
I think a lot of businesses can survive uh, for two or three months um, with limited income or no income. You can kind of just, you can work it. But when you get into three, five, six months, it just, it just causes problems. So, you know, as a, as an overall economy, I'll start there. I think, I think we've got a long ways to go. And I, you know, people talk about the V shape, the U shape. I mean, there might even be sort of like a W shape. Um, mm. Certainly we're seeing um, a lot of our, um, our industry stores um, crushing it right now. I was hanging with Duke and the guys at Surfside last week and, you know, they, I think their capacity is 25 people and they definitely had 24, 25, 26 people in there and, um, and sales were great. And, you know, I think you, you covered that well uh, day before yesterday. So there's definitely a lot of pent up demand. There's a lot of people getting back out. You know, we've seen our own direct to consumer business, you know, thrive and, I just, I just don't know if the economics add up for a major recovery this year. Um, I think, I think it's more responsible for for brands and and companies to have a conservative outlook on the year and um, just try and control inventory as much as possible and and sort of keep hunger down. I think, I think there's a couple more twists, and I'm not really sure what they are, but um, I don't think you should look to the stock market and and that recovery is the the only indicator here. Um, so yes, optimistic, but I just think we all got to re- be responsible with, with, um, our outlooks and, and not, um, not be too, um, reactive to the positivity. You know, I think just because we've seen like two weeks of, um, you know, growth year over year, I don't, th- I don't think that means that the rest of the year is going to be that way yet. I hope it is. I mean, I think that would be, I mean, that'd be great, right. For all of us, but I think there's a reality to just the, the recovery, especially when you look overseas and you look at, um, you know, Indonesia and, and India and Pakistan now with supply chain issues. Um, maybe China's starting to recover, but um, yeah, I think there's still some bobbing and weaving to be done. Yeah, that sounds. But I do like think, it. yeah, I mean, I you know, again, I've I've always I've kind of spoken to the same note for the last couple of years now. I. I think our culture of, of surfing and, and action sports, uh, particularly surfing, you know, I think it's one of value. And if you look, you know, through other industries and other sports, they don't always have cultures um, and sports can kind of fade in and out of vogue. But, you know, we have such a, cr- a strong culture and it's and there's value to that. And I just really hope that that the brands in our industry can kind of get back to that thinking and, and value our product more and value our brands more. And, um, at a minimum, at least have sort of a tiered system of brands that, you know, hold value. And maybe there's some brands that, that, um, are a little more price point and are driven, um, in a different way, but I just hope we all can kind of do the right thing and, and, uh, exit into 2021 and, um, in a positive place, you know, not over inventory, not liquidating every moment that we can, um, buying responsibly. Um, you know, I think, I think a lot of the, uh, the direct consumer brands, um, there's a lot of those guys that are finding crazy success right now. And there's a lot of them that are, um, struggling because they don't have wholesale, wholesale partnerships. And I think that's, what's been great about our industry, no matter where you are in the omni-channel curve is that, um, we've got great wholesale partnerships that survive crisis like, like we have today. Um, and we also are able to connect with our consumer in other ways. Um, so, you know, I, I am optimistic. I think going back to ripping the Band-Aid off, I do, I do think in, in some ways there's a correction that probably needs to happen. 
both in our industry and others. Um, I think I read something about the cheesecake, cheesecake factory going out of business. Like, I don't know, no, no disrespect to the people that work at the cheesecake factory, but it could be time <laughs> to change the model there, you know? And, and I'm not saying that, that the surf industry has its cheesecake factory uh, necessarily, but, um, I don't know, maybe it does. Maybe we'll find out if we've got one. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to, to people that just to keep the, the restaurant metaphor going, I mean, I know there's some people that work at Chipotle and like those guys are going off and they have a whole different model that they're moving into and delivery and uh, connecting with their, um, consumers in different ways. So, you know, I think, um, you know, we're in, uh, we use ingenuity every day, um, as surfers and travelers. And I think we hopefully will tap into that, um, knowledge base and, and, um, and get through this as, as better brands and as better retailers and, uh, and hopefully as better consumers too, you know, I mean, I think you've seen, uh, some of the value, um, chains and retailers struggling, right. For the last couple of years. And, um, it's just accelerating now. So I hope we all kind of draw from that and understand that it's not all about making cheap product. It's about making product that's valuable and, um, valuable product can be made in so many different ways. Um, so I don't know. I just sort of pray we all can, uh, live by those, those new rules, you know, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I just, uh, at the end of the day, I think we're all sort of going through the same thing together out there um, as families and as brands and as retailers and as consumers. And um, I just, you know, pray we all get through it and um, find positivity and um, and sort of uh, exit better than we entered. That would be great. Well, thank yeah. you. It's always good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. And hang in there. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting through it. You, too. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find previous podcast interviews on our website under the podcast tab. Thank you also to our sponsors and to our executive edition members. We appreciate each and every one of you.